Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. All right, loved ones, let's pray. God, I thank you for each and every person here. We never take it for granted, this opportunity that we have to come and minister together. I pray that you give me your inner wisdom to be life into each and every person. I also pray that everybody under the sound of my voice gets something out of the message today they can use. They can use this message and make their lives better. God, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but they will be able to use this message and make their lives better immediately. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. You know, family, before we do our Bible confession, let me tell you, you know, I've, I want to thank everybody who held it down while my wife and I were away and part of our being away was celebrating 32 years of marriage. Give God some praise for that. I know I, I, I sent you all the video. You probably saw my wife pop in and out of there being her talking to my boy on the other phone. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to start off with Smith's story. This the, the message today is really going to be kind of like a series of a, a long Smith story. But let me let me let me show you a, a picture of us at a at a restaurant while we were while we were away. Now, notice. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm the smoothie guy. I'm the, I'm the eat my salad guy. I'm, uh, but, but this is getaway. <laughs> I made sure I took this picture so you could see me in the background with this big hamburger in the front. <laughs> it's got fried onion straws on it. It's got some kind of funky cheese. It's got onions. It's got all kind of stuff stacked up in there. And my wife's kind of surprised that I got a burger, but you know, it's getaway. So when we're when we're on the getaway, having our having our good time there, I want you to know I do expand the eating palate a little bit to to get back to some of my, my country boy roots. So the the, the, the burger was slamming. <laughs> now, and uh, let me roll up a, a quick Smith story. My my grandchildren, as you can see on the front row, some of you heard my grandboy crying like he ain't never been outside before. And it, he, he we, they get there, and immediately they get back into the mold. You know, you get in the grandma and granddaddy house, everything, where the candy at, where the jello at, where the pudding at, you know, asking, grandma, you can make banana pudding, just you go ahead and start making requests. <laughs> Eventually, I'm on the couch, my middle uh, grandchild, who's, who's, my, who's my granddaughter, Morelsi, is underneath my right arm, and Zuhaley is tucked under uh, on my left arm, Zuhaley is tucked under my right arm, and Benjamin is on my lap. They're, we're watching TV, they're doing iPad stuff and everything. Greta says, okay, it's bath time. So everybody starts taking that. Now remember, Morelsi, my middle grandchild, was just underneath my armpit. After bath, she comes back. <laughs> dressed for bed. Gets ready to get back under my arm and she stops and steps back and say, Grandpa, you took a bath today? I just got I just got out the tub. And I want to know, you know, if you clean. 
I can't tell you all the stuff that went through my mind when this girl told me that. I said, yes, Grandpa has taken a shower today. She says, okay. Then she laid back down and she was, and she was ready to go. Hey, you took a bath today. I'll put you back on the plane by yourself. All right, let me show you one more picture of me and Greta in the outdoors. Now, this is me and my beloved walking in the cool of the day. Everybody say cool of the day. You know, the Bible says that God, when he was looking for Adam and Eve after they had ate that fruit, that he was walking in the cool of the day. You know how our people are. It's hot out that though. You want to go to the beach? What time you going? At noon, child, please. It's hot out that though. So now you won't be able to find biblical proof of this, but that's my Benjamin proof that God might have been black. He wanted to walk in the cool of the day. No, I'm just playing. Don't, 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 don't tell no, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody that unless they know you're joking. But that's me and, and my wife walking there in the cool of the day. That has something very essential to do with what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to circle back to this photo, and I'm going to explain why. Let's get into this. Let's do our Bible confession. If you have your Bibles, loved ones, it doesn't matter the form they take, hard copy, digital, as long as they're the word. Say this with me. Let's go. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God breathed and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is the word of God and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Loved ones, in the Bible, in Exodus chapter 1, the voice translation, we find these words. Exodus chapter 3, starting in verse 1, actually, in the voice translation. It says, Now one day when Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, he guided the flock far away from its usual pastures to the other side of the desert and came to a place known as Horab, where the mountain of God stood. Now we've read this before. It's been a, been a couple weeks since we've been here with me, but we've read this before. Anyway, he's gone away from his usual pastures, and there, everybody say there. There. there the special messenger of the eternal appeared to Moses in a fiery blaze from within the bush. And let's stop right there. We have discussed this passage before. In discussing this passage, we made one thing clear. We made it clear that Moses' decision to take an alternate path, to veer away from his normal, from his routine, his decision to, we can even say, get out of his comfort zone, put him on the pathway to have a rendezvous with God. It put him on a pathway to, we can call it, 
accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally bump into the God of all purpose. We had five individuals stand up and give us testimonies. Testimonies about how they made a decision to take the unusual path, to get out of their comfort comfort zone, to do something that they normally wouldn't do. And guess what? When they did that, God met them where? There. God met them there along that unusual path. And I celebrate the fact that they did what? That they shared their experience. They didn't just share the good stuff either. They shared their feelings, the negative ones. They shared their fears. They shared their failures. They shared all the things that in some aspects even had them tearing up when they thought about it. And guess what? They're not standing there anymore. They shared. And we thank them so much for being so transparent. Of course, they didn't just share the fears and the failures. They also shared the successes and the victories, the victories that came how by them walking that unusual path and realizing that the God of all purpose met them where there. They've shared their testimonies with us. Today, I am going to share one of mine. All of this talk about unusual paths and getting out of your comfort zone and all that kind of jazz. Guess what? That ties directly into our 2022 vision for this campus. We first stated that vision in the month of February. Some of you may have, may have seen it. Some of you may not have. But if you haven't, let me go ahead and give you a quick snapshot. Our Wesley Chapel campus vision for 2022 has three basic categories in it. Those categories are rebuild, restore, and re-engage. Now keep in mind, all of these have scripture references tied to it, and we're not going to go through any of this in detail right now. But I want you to know that even though we haven't gone through messages that specifically had these words in the title, you haven't had a message that I call rebuild or restore or re-engage. Regardless of that, though, all of the messages that we've taught to date have tied into and weaved into these categories. Let's face it, to accomplish this type of vision, you have to take the unusual path. When we're talking about rebuilding, whether you're rebuilding for yourself or helping rebuild somebody else, it's going to be an unusual path. When you're talking about restoring, if you're restoring, restoring your, 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 your trust in God, whatever you're restoring, guess what it's going to take? It's going to take you getting out of your comfort zone. If you're going to re-engage, re-engage what? Re-engage life. Re-engage being in pursuit of his will. Re-engage being, what do we call it? That person that God has given dominion to? Re-engage taking your dominion. It's going to take that trek down that unusual path. And all of this as well, realize that one key element also weaves itself in and out of each one of those. And that is, it's going to require each and every one of us to build bonds with other people. Mm 
to engage other people. What do I mean? You can rebuild yourself. But a lot of times when you rebuild yourself, you rebuild yourself with the help of somebody mentoring you. Or somebody else telling you, here is another way to do it. Or here is how God brought me through. Or here is how you should approach this, in my opinion. Rebuilding does not necessarily have to do with you alone. Restore. Whether it's restoring your trust in God, that relationship, or restoring some other part of a relationship, it's going to involve some other people. And if you're going to re-engage, the whole purpose of us being on this earth, a main purpose is for us to propel the gospel forward. God's will is that none should perish, that all should have everlasting life. If all should have everlasting life and we are the vehicle through which that gospel gets spread, you're going to have to come in contact with other people. You're going to have to be able to build that bond. And I'm talking about building a bond in a manner that promotes what? Community. Building a bond in a manner that promotes a person wanting to love his or her neighbor as much, if not more, than that person loves themselves. You're going to have to be willing to build that bond in a manner that I know this person right here is going to be with me, not just through the good times, but through the bad times. To the point to where when all the smoke clears and all the, the stuff has hit the fan and I look up and I see you standing. Guess what? I'm not surprised. Because in my mind, I always settled. I, I'm already settled. I had no doubt that when the smoke cleared, you would still be there. No doubt. All of that is in relationships. Loved ones, our life is going to be made better or worse, but we want to make it better by how we take that journey along that unusual path labeled relationships. Now, my wife and I, every single year, at least once a year, at least once a year, at least. So I'm not saying this doesn't happen more, but at least once a year, we dedicate time to just where, where are we? Answer that question. Baby, where we at? All this we got going on, the Smith realm and the tribe and the... Oh, wait, tell me, in your opinion, where we at? We put a special scrutiny on the topic of relationships. Especially our relationship. The relationship with the woman who wearing my ring. You know, you got a relationship with your children, but you know, as the old comedians used to say, I tell my children, we can make more of y'all. <laughs> this, this right here was going on before y'all even hit the scene. 
we're not going to ruin this for you. You feel me? So we put, we put, we put some special scrutiny on, on, on the relationship of us. And that's really where my testimony is going to start today. Focusing on us, me and Greta, I'm going I'm to let you in. I'm going to give you a, a, a bird's eye view or a, a sneak preview, whatever you call it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you behind that interrogation glass to where you can see us having a conversation, but we, can't, we don't know you there. We're, 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 we're honing on, honing in on relationships. And that's going to be critical and it's going to be made more clear to you how, how we're going to address this really soon. I would start by saying this. I had the privilege, the privilege of being the person that kicked our conversation off this year. And something I will tell you, this is not going to surprise you. Not going to surprise you. And many people, many people do this. It's not just isolated to me. But have you ever led into a conversation with somebody and you knew that the conversation might be a little touchy? And so before you even open your mouth, probably weeks and weeks and months before you even brought it up, because it took you a long time to even bring it up. You have already gone through all the possible scenarios that you think might happen. So I think I got this thing in the bag. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm talking, we're not even in Tampa. We, we are away. Listen, no cable TV. We, I'm talking, we, we are, we are away. I got this in the bag. Can't run, you can't hide. You're going to hear me out today. Just being honest. And if most of you are honest, you've done that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let every husband and wife know if, if this is a surprise to you, it shouldn't be. Before they came to you with that big news, they, they thought about it a long time. And to the best of their ability, they figured out all the possible responses that you would give. I get the privilege to start. I want to be the one to start because I feel like I got some control. You know, I thought it through. I said, babe, you know, I do a little, little, little babe. You know, you get it all started. And this was, this is early morning, early morning. The cool of the morning, the cool of the day. I'm strategic, you know what I mean? <laughs> I said to her, I said, Greta, you know, there is, in, in, in my opinion, there, there, there's something I want to discuss with you, and I want you to hear me. There is something, how to say, a bit off with us. There's something, there's something a bit off. Now, and I, I want you to, I want you to, you know, 
allow me to explain what I mean by this. There's something just not, not right. I have been with you longer than I've been without you. That's how long we've been together. We've, we've been an item longer than we've been a non-item. You have been my best friend for decades. And I am very sensitive to us and our rhythm. And there is something off. Now I'm going to tell you. I know, because I believe, what I think it is. And you know what I think it is? We have had, in a short period of time, a lot, an abundance of change. In a short period of time, we've had children start college and graduate college twice. And another one going back to college a third time. We've had children join the military, get deployed. We've had grandchildren live a half a mile away. Now they live a thousand miles away. Change. We've, we've, we've had a child that's now going to get married. We've had COVID. We have aging parents and dealing with all of that stuff. Ministry is amped up. That is just stuff. We have so much change going on, Greta. And I think that in all of the change, we are getting lost in the fray. That's what I think. And as it relates to us, you and me, this relationship, this I do thing we got working here. I believe that the words in Revelation, you need to bring up the Bible. You know, you got to bring up some Bible when you're having these kind of conversations, especially if you're a pastor. <laughs> you know, pastor talking to pastor. We're going we, 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 and I say that jokingly, but we, we, we anchor everything around the word, even these kind of discussions. I said, you know what, 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 what anchors this discussion for me and what, what relates to our relationship as far as I'm concerned, babe, I think it's, it's, it's best said in Revelation 2. And I kind of surmise and I take that to, to be the best way I can express to us what I think. And I think what, what's going on is we've abandoned or left our first love. Notice. Now, for the record, I didn't have my Bible out when we was talking. I don't want you to think it's just we, we have in conversation, but we're referencing for you. I'm going to put the scriptures up because I need you to be able to not just hear the, the, the testimony, but also go home and study for yourself. Right. Revelation two. This is John writing down what Jesus told him to send to this letter for this church. Revelation two verses two through five in the voice. I know your deeds, something I know. I'm not just speculating. 
I know your deeds, your tireless labor, your patient endurance. I know you do not tolerate those who do evil. Furthermore, you have diligently tested those who claim to be emissaries, and you have found that they are not true witnesses. You have correctly found them to be false. False. I know you are patiently enduring and holding firm on behalf of my name. You have not become faint. Verse four, however, I have this against you. You have abandoned your first love. That verse in the easy to read says you have left the love you had in the beginning. Going through verse verse five. You have abandoned your first love. Do you remember what it was like before you fell? It's time to rethink and change your ways. Go back to how you first acted. However, if you do not return, I will come quickly and personally remove your lampstand from its place. Now. Greta, and I'm referencing her now, so just make it conversational. Greta, I want you to know that this is the picture that I see of us. And what I mean by that, Greta, is we, we have not become faint. Sweetheart, we do a lot of stuff. We do for people. We do for our family. Baby, we do deeds. We are tireless in our labor. We are patient and we endure. Oh, we haven't become faint. Babe, we, the part where it says you've tested and, and looked for false people, we don't do drama. We, we good at keeping the mess and keeping the mess out and keeping stuff in its place. Babe, we, we endure, we hold firm, we lift up the name of Christ. But I'm concerned that in all of this activity, we are abandoning or losing our first love. Now, let me be clear. Honey, I'm not saying that we don't do for each other either, because we do. I don't want there to be any confusion there. We, 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 I'm not saying that life is bad. I'm not even coming close to implying, I don't want to even get stuck in your cranium that I'm saying that our marriage is on the rocks. No, nothing could be farther from the truth. Baby, we good but we could be better. We have not become faint. But girl, I believe that we have left our first love. And, and, and keep in mind, I think the time now is for us to rethink and change our ways to get back to how we first acted, to get back to how we first loved in the beginning. 
what, 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 what do I mean just so that I don't leave you in a fog? I think it's time for us to to get back, get back to the way it was. You know, babe, get back to where you and me sitting on a bench together was enough to fill our hearts with joy. I'm talking about getting back to a place to where you and me being in the same space was enough. Girl, I'm talking about getting back to a place to where back when we didn't have any money to go out. But sitting down and eating a bag of potato chips together was fulfilling enough. Girl, getting back to when weenie weenie was a normal thing on the menu at the house and fried cube steak and gravy was enough to call a meal gourmet. Back when the I love you can be just as good whether or not we had lobster on the plate or bologna with the red ring around it. It didn't matter. Back before our cars worked. Back before we had money to fix them if they broke. Back to when it wasn't the stuff, but the people who were enjoying the stuff. Back to when it was all about that. Girl, back before we had any title except husband and wife. And those two titles were enough. Those two titles alone were absolutely positively enough to guess what? To fill our day, to give it the breath of life, to breathe life into our day. Just knowing that you are my wife and just knowing that I'm your husband. And we can take that thing farther back, back when you was my girlfriend and I was, I was your, 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 your boyfriend. You see, all the, all the activity in the, in the fray, we've had, we've had children come through this house and now the children are quote unquote for all extensive, gone. So now it's just you and it's just me. Baby, back before the resources, back before the activity, back before the ministry, back before everything that was going on, back when it was just you and me, we have abandoned some things. We got to get back to our first love. And now, a little insight into the insight. I told you I thought about this thing before I even brought it up. So just guess with me. Who do, I, who do you think I'm thinking has abandoned their first love? I'm going to let that rest. I'm not going to answer it for you. You're going to answer it for me. Being, being the the strategist that I am. And I never, I, never, I never go into this thinking that I haven't done anything. But in this particular, I have done a lot of setup, haven't I? 
I'm not, I'm not making up a conversation for you. I'm talking about conversation that we had. And yes, going through in my memory, I've tried to put it down the best I can. But listen, who do, now you can answer me now. After I've come, then abandon our first love, then lost our first love, need to get back to our first love. We didn't, we didn't drift away from our first love. It, on the count of three, who do you think that I'm, that I'm thinking has abandoned their love? One, two, three. Pass the grab. Because Lord knows I have not abandoned my first love, the apple of my eye. Girl, everything I do is for you. But what I need for you to do now, I need you to do some things for me. Somehow you've gotten lost in the fray. <laughs> so, I didn't tell you we were doing this together, but, <laughs> but listen, I sat there and I gave all of this, I'm talking about, and I'm, I'm hitting it with, in some points, I'm hitting it with power. In some points, I'm trying to be as tender as I can. I'm talking about I'm, I'm pulling every single conversational skill I got out the bag. And this is early in the morning. So I wanted to make sure she woke. We ain't going to try to pull this off in the evening. At the beginning of the day, in the cool of the day. And now I want you to know something. So I've gone through and then I, I kind of begin to say, so, honey, I want you to, to reply because I want to understand how we can, how we can, how we can help get us back to our first love, back to when just us spending time together, back to that level, us spending time together is enough. Because, notice the scripture, baby, we need to rethink this and change our ways and get back to where we were from the beginning. Because if we do not, my concern is that we can get our rhythm farther off. And there's one thing I always tell my wife, and you guys know I absolutely love me some. You know that I, I work feverishly. I work feverishly <laughs> to keep our relationship being all that it can be. And I tell, I tell, I tell Greta, she'll, she'll tell her, and I, 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 there's, there's probably several times a year that I tell her when we have these kind of talks. I said, listen, as your husband who absolutely adore you, I am not going to fall prey to the ignorant thought that nothing can ever come between us. Because if I sleep and slumber, if I don't keep a watch over my house, if I, if I am not diligent with making sure that I don't let stuff slip through the cracks, 
we could surprisingly end up in a place where we never thought we would be. So I don't bring these things up just, to, just for us to have a conversation. When I bring them up, you better believe I'm bringing them up for a purpose because I want the us to continue to be us throughout time. And there my wife was looking at me. And guess what? Smiling. That should have given me a hint, right? But, but she was smiling. As always. Smiling with that, with that, with that, with that beautiful smile. And, and, and she, she looked at me lovingly and tenderly. And she, she, she expressed that she understood everything I was saying. She, she expressed that she agreed. She agreed. She agreed that, that, that we've, we've, we've kind of abandoned that first love and that she was willing to do whatever it was she could do to help us get back there. Get back there. And then the woman that God gave me. <laughs> early in the morning. Cooler day. That woman looked me in my eye and she said something that surprised me. And I asked her to share. Because this, this was a us conversation. Okay. Why well, I had said it was. <laughs> you have to understand that just like he's sitting here talking to you with all of the, the energy and bringing it. So I'm sitting there receiving all that energy, and I, I can't, um, over the years, I've learned that through our conversating that we both can't have that same energy, and so I've learned that balance. So I listen. I, I take it all in, and I, I'm really careful. I monitor my words because even when we're having these conversations, one of the things that we agree upon is that our intent behind our words that we always make sure that that's understood before we have the conversation. And so, but even still, I'm still mindful. And that's just from learning over the years. That's in any relationship when you're talking to anybody. You just learn to listen, heed, and before you respond. So that's why I can respond with a smile because I, my words were intentional. And what I had said was, I said, I love spending time with you, and I love being in the same space with you, but you are not always welcoming. I said the same thing. I said the same thing. I know you're not talking, but, but, but I said it in here. Because remember, my, my strategy here was, Girl, you have a, you, we need to find out what we can do to get you, get you back on track. And oh, she hit me with the gut punch. This girl had the nerve to look me in my eye to say she, she want to be with me more, but you are not always welcoming. That, that, that thing hit me in the gut. 
I was shocked. I was knocked over. I, I was I was knocked over. I, it, it hit me. I'm talking about that thing sent a shock wave through the pits of my soul. That thing resonated with me. Quite bluntly, it hurt. It hurt. And let me tell you, when she said, ooh, that thing hurt. And it, it, it hurt me. It hurt me so bad. And there were so many things going on in my mind. And I had to restrain myself. I had to just take it. And I, and I also began to remind myself. I said, listen, this is your wife. You said she's been your best friend for decades. You said that. And if she's not just a true, but your best friend, you must heed what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about a true friend? This is me and myself. Notice this. Proverbs. Easy to read. Proverbs 27, verses 6 through 9. I'm just going to take a couple of them. Verse 6 says, you can trust what your friend says even when it hurts. And oh, she cut me smooth. She cut me deep. And it hurt. Down to verse nine, it says perfume and incense make you feel good. And so does good advice from a friend. In other words, advice from a friend is there to do you good, not to do you wrong. The intent. This woman, take me back to what she told me. This woman, so you can see it, said, you were not always welcoming. And those words hurt me bad. Hey, I ain't going to even I ain't going to even just try to get around it. They hurt. And I'm talking about family. When she. When she said it. When she said it, my internal emotional thermometer went from a cool 70 degrees up to over a thousand. Just like that. But you see, these kind of statements, these kind of statements get made when you walk down that unusual path to build a beneficial relationship. When you're having these kind of discussions and you're willing to go down that unusual path, you learn outside perceptions about yourself 
that challenge the way you see yourself? The question is, what do you do with that perception? Do you brush it off? Do you say they must not know what they're talking about? Do you say okay on the outside but call them a liar on the inside? What do you do? Because if you're willing to truly build a relationship with somebody, you have to be open to what they tell you because words from a good, true friend might hurt. But you got to be able to receive them even when they hurt. You have to be able to do that. I'm talking about my thermometer was boiling over. Mercury skeeting at the top. And I'm talking the moment she said it. The moment these was it one, two, three, four, five. The moment she had a nerve to put them five words out of her mouth. I'm going to tell you. I had so much defensive stuff pop into my head and I had oodles and oodles of things I could kick back that lined up on the tip of my tongue. I'm talking about a defensive strike ready to go. I'm talking about the U.S. military ain't got nothing compared to what I was getting ready to unleash. She got the nerve to tell me. Hey, <laughs> And I'm here to get her straight. She got the nerve to tell me what I need to do and what I, and I'm not welcoming. I actually said this to myself. Said this to myself. Who believe I'm not welcoming? I'm putting you behind that one-way glass. But instead of releasing my strike, I got a grip on my emotions. I seized my tongue. I forced myself to hear it and to ponder it and to consider it. And I did that for two key reasons. Number one, I believe that if I didn't, it was highly probable that the outcome would be that conversation was going to crater. Facts. If, say it in the, in the microphone. Facts. So it can go on get recorded along with all this other stuff you telling people about me. Facts. But you, 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 and you, you, I don't have to convince you of that. If I let my tongue go, with what my objective is, that relationship, conversation, is going to crater. Yes, it will. The other thing I know was highly probable. I had to keep control of my tongue and my mouth because getting what I want for us, that relationship bond, that closeness, that unity, Getting that thing to materialize does not happen if I don't go down this unusual path. If I don't get us down that path, if I don't walk this path with her, if I somehow jump off of that path, it won't it won't happen. So what did I do? I kept my mouth shut. I put my defensives on hold. 
I did not release that, that onslaught. Hey, get this. I swallowed my pride. She hit my, she hit my male pride with this mess. How did she hit my male pride? I've told you before, my wife grew up in a single mother home. She was the oldest of five. She always told me about what her daddy didn't do. He was never showing up. What men was like and how men, the kind of men she, she saw in, in dealings and all that kind of stuff. And I told her, listen, all of that stuff that you know is history, that stops here. I will not be. I will do this. I will, and, and I don't have to convince you. I will prove you of it. And I have spent my life in my opinion, proving that. And now, after year 32, this female woman person, fill in the blank, depending on how saved you are, girl, got the nerve to tell me you are, all, you are not always welcoming. And it hit my pride because I know I have people in my close, close circle that tell me I know how good of a husband you are. <laughs> I know how good of a father you are. I've seen it for myself. Yes, but what they seeing that you're not seeing. <laughs> Just stay behind that glass. What, what are they seeing that you're, you're obviously missing something? <laughs> but I kept it buttoned because I knew if in fact I didn't, if I don't stay on that unusual relationship path, what I want to see at the other end will never happen. So I looked at her. And once again, we've been knowing each other for decades. She know, no matter how much I'm trying to hide it, she, she know that look of, I know this girl just did. She, she, she know the look. She can tell that in my, in my mind there's an inferno, a volcano that's just seconds away from erupting. But I believe in her heart she appreciates the fact that, no, number one, I brought it up. She said she agreed. But she appreciated the fact that I was willing to go down this road. Maybe even hoping that one day I would step up and take us down this road. And so I asked her, can you Tell me, when you say that I am not always welcoming, what exactly do you mean? And I said it just that calm. And it was hard to say it that calm. <laughs> Sweetheart, when you, when you say I'm not welcoming, Tell me exactly what you mean. Okay. <laughs> Once again, having this conversation, always express your intent and, and 
and I, I know like what I tell him, like when we are having these conversations, it's like, okay, you know, um, I'm your friend. I would never say or do anything to hurt you purposefully. And I understand, and I'm, I'm really being mindful of the words that I'm saying. And um, so receive the words that way. So I'm just going to stick to kind of the point of how I said, how I clarified to him what I meant by that. Yeah, and I want to add there that she said something very true. It was internally, and I know I've said this before, but internally, I had to keep rehearsing in my mind that there's there's no way I believe that she is gonna she is saying something to hurt right, me right. or to hurt us. There can be nothing farther from her desire. She, she has to be saying this for our good. Even knowing that, though, and this is talking about me in this kind of scenario, and some of you will find this to be true for you, even when you know that, sometimes it takes everything within you to still shut up and allow the conversation to continue instead of self-destructing it out of your pride, out of your self-righteousness, out of, out of whatever reason got you to not be able to hold your tongue. It's an unusual path. But I, I, I asked her, because at this point I have to, I have to know, what, what do you mean? I told him that, first of all, I'm gonna kind of stick to my notes so I don't get all off track. Because it was some Can conversation. Can you guys hear her? She talking loud enough? Can you hear? Okay. I told him, first of all, I am not saying that you mistreat me or talk bad to me or do not provide for me. It's just with all of the activities, you have many tasks, which I do not mind. However, when you are in task mode, you are driven. And while in that mode, everything to you becomes a task, including me. Okay, wait, let me, let me add something there. Now, she first hit me with this one. <laughs> You're not always welcoming. But then throw in a word like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a task. That's, that's, that's a very impersonal picture. And my mind is, how, do, how, did, how did you get that picture? Because why? She said it. I know I, I, know I provide. I know I, I take care of you. I know I'm always talking to you. I know I'm always a task. But guess what I did? Kept my mouth shut. This is in my head. And I, I allowed her to finish. I said, of course, during those moments, you always ask me if I have what I need. If I'm hot, you adjust the AC. If I'm cold, you bring me a blanket. If I'm hungry, you are willing to cook or take me out. If I need to ride out somewhere and request your company, you will go with me. You take care of me for sure. I am not saying you subject me to mistreatment, but it does not feel like you are willing to stop and be in the moment with me. 
It is not an issue of mistreatment, but one of non-treatment. I said, I feel like a checkbox item. So I give you your space. She feels like a checkbox item. Not, not, I'm going through the motions with her. Got what you need? You hungry? You cold? Need to go somewhere? Something I'm trying to get off of my to-do list. Not looking to be in the moment with her. Get this. I'm not doing anything bad. I'm not doing anything intentional. And guess what? I am fulfilling 99.99% of what someone would call my husbandly duties. But that 0.1% that's emotional outweighs everything. I'm, I'm beginning to learn that perhaps I have abandoned or left my first love. Perhaps the catalyst to us not experiencing those moments where we just sit together and enjoy has been because I have been putting up an air of, I don't really want to sit with you. And it's coming across by me doing deeds and helping other people and taking care of her. But when she feels it, she feels like a checkbook item, item. I'm not always welcoming. I have a, that, that proverb, just the verse six part of it again. Proverbs 27, verse six, easy to read, starts like this. You can trust what your friend says, even when it hurts. And she hurt me. And believe me, family, when I say I had an onslaught of defense waiting, I had it. But after her sharing, I looked at her and I told her, Thank you for having the courage to tell me what you did. And I promise you, that non-treatment that you described ends today. That ends today. And one of the things also I want to share, I'm going to, I'm going to say it this way. This is just a snippet of our conversation. You know, there are other things we talked about. There were things that brought her to a similar place as me. But what I'm trying to convey most of all is 
the bond that we have that stands the test of time, it does not happen. It does not materialize if the both of us, two, the two of us, are not willing to go down that unusual path regarding our relationship. To have the tough discussions. To do those things that are outside of our comfort zone. It doesn't happen. I wanna, I wanna show you something. Give me my next image, please. Because I want us to say this together. When we're talking about relationships and that, that walk down that unusual path, I'm gonna read it for you and then we're gonna read it together. I know you, can, you guys can all read for yourself, but it says, the positive, long-lasting relationships you seek do not happen unless you are willing to walk the unusual path. It's a typo. Yeah, it, says, it should say unusual. We'll get that corrected before I leave today and put it back up so you can take a picture of <laughs> but it. But it, it is the unusual path. You see the title at the top? It should be an un in front of that. Now we're talking about, of course, it goes without saying, but I don't want to say it. I always want to be clear. We're talking about healthy, beneficial relationships. Not just relationships with any old body. Because there are some people that may not want a relationship with you. But in your life, there are going to be relationships that you know they're a good relationship, but you, but you, you got to put a little energy into it. And it all depends on and boils down to whether or not you are willing to put in the energy. And we're talking about our vision, rebuilding, reengaging, restoring. Re means that you may have a relationship that you went for before. You know it was beneficial. Struck out for whatever reason. If you're going to re-engage it, it's going to be down an unusual path. Let's say this with, together. And thank you for that correction on the, on, the, on the fly. Look at God. Here we go. Go ahead and take your pictures now if you want to. I'll give you a minute or so to do that because walking this unusual, unusual path of relationships is a path that a lot of people don't want to walk down. They want the relationship without walking down the path. But remember, down that unusual path, God meets you there. On the count of three, let's read, let's read this together. One, two, three. The positive, long-lasting relationships you seek do not happen unless you are willing to walk the unusual path. You have to be able to walk the path. Just like Moses made the decision to take the unusual path and God met him there, the growth that you desire in that beneficial relationship with your spouse is there along the unusual path. It's with your child is there. That beneficial relationship with your child is there along that unusual path. 
that relative is there along that unusual path for that friend is there along that unusual path. So, and for the spouse, for the spouse, the child, the relative, that relationship. this is just about relationships. So if you have some relationships that you have a desire to look or be a certain way, you have to be willing to go down that unusual path. Yeah, because the relationship that you're looking for is there. It's there, down that path, not down the routine. Because keep in mind, everything that I was doing, I could have kept working hard to do more of the same and got the same result. Yeah. She pointed out to me that all your efforts, although appreciated and, and commendable, and that are doing good stuff, you're still missing the mark if, as you brought up, sir, the intent is to get back to our first love, back to how we were at the beginning, back to when it was just you and me, and that was, quote unquote, enough. I started off showing you an image of my wife and I enduring, in, enjoying the great outdoors in the cool of the day. That image, what does that image have to do with, with this? This image, this picture was taken yesterday. This picture is us getting up early before anything else gets started in our day and taking a walk. This is me telling her your non-treatment has ended. This is me telling her that I don't just welcome you into my space. I want you there. I'm going to make specific, intentional engagements for us to be in each other's space, for us to rekindle what we had in the beginning. This image and two thumbs up by by miss greta i appreciate that this, i didn't even know the purpose of this photo <laughs> till now this this image just taking a picture this image is saying you are first you are priority i'm not going to I'm not going to just make sure that the space in my space is welcoming for you. I'm going to step in your space. I'm going to pursue you. I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to be in hot pursuit of getting back to the way we were in the beginning. I tell my children, I said, you know what? Your mama is your mama, but she's my girlfriend. And as we progress with less mama time, the boyfriend and me want to ramp up the boo time. 
Because she needs to know that even though she's a wife, she's a mom, that she never loses that label of my girlfriend. When I keep that label in mind, it refreshes how the pursuit was before she put the ring on. The little things come to mind. That picture was me saying, like I told you, that non-treatment ends back then when I told you when we were having this conversation a week ago or whatever it was. Here we are. And this is the start. I was just going to say, man, you know family family when you tell all your business. Hey. <laughs> the behind the scene conversation. We, 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 we are family. Yeah. And what it's we real. do, if, we, if, if I haven't said it enough, when life is being life, you run towards family, not away. And for some people, that's hard to swallow because I know some people still have hard times and they keep their mouth shut out of pride, out of what people are going to say. Listen, if I lose my job tomorrow, you know what I'm going to come in here and tell y'all? Y'all, I lost my job. Why? Because I am committed to run towards family when life gets hard, not away. Towards the people that pray for me, towards the people that love me, towards the people that are willing to do for me, towards the people that have always loved me, whether I had or didn't have, towards the people that I know have good for me, towards my friends and my family. Because they're going to tell me things for my benefit. They're going to do things for my benefit. It's better for me to be going through with loved ones and friends to prop me up and to motivate me and to keep me going than to put me in a room by myself and let the devil have his way with me. So yes, I don't mind telling. These are the conversations we have. We tell it to our family and by default, you are Smith family. If it helps, if it benefits, yeah. then we have done what God wanted us to do. Okay. You just want me to do? Please. Possessing healthy, beneficial relationships. Kind of a summary. Yes. Yeah, this a is summary. kind of a summary of everything in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Possessing healthy, beneficial relationships are fundamental elements in experiencing successes and joy in life. Thus, I challenge you. Do not shy away from those unusual pathways to key beneficial relationships. And we're going we're gonna to continue to have our discussions about, you know, we're still in Exodus. We're not done talking about Moses, but it's, it's, it's important juncture, especially having, having gone through what Greta and I have gone through. It was an important juncture for me to stop and inject this relational discussion about the unusual path. I've, I've said this before, 
but we absolutely adore you. We want the best for you. And in your relationships, there have, there have been some that were good for you and you know they were good for you, but for whatever reason, somebody threw in the towel. And when the towel got thrown in, one or two things happened. Both people said, forget it. It's gone. Or one person said, forget it. It's gone. You have that? Well, if they want to talk to me, they should call me. They ain't reached out to me, so they must be good. I'm good. Whatever it is, that relationship, no matter if it's spouse to friend to coworker, whatever it is, if it's a beneficial relationship, it's worth going down that unusual path to, to revive it, to keep it alive, to the best of your ability. Say your ability. Your ability. To the best of your ability. And once you've done things to the best of your ability, you can rest that you've done your part to try to rebuild or restore or whatever, whatever it is. I just wanted to share and thank you, Miss Greta, for being willing to allow me to share. I was wanting to share that testimony with you. And to bring it back full circle, and going down that unusual path, God has met us there. I'm just realizing we're on a path on that picture. I didn't even realize that. So we are on that unusual path. <laughs> oh, Lord, literally there. And God, you can see the smiles on our faces. They are not paste on smiles. They're real. God is meeting us there. I love you so much. Let's pray. Oh, wait, before I do. Oh, oh, my God, I almost forgot. Greta did tell me something else. And I want to tell y'all, I, I, I said I, I said I was going to tell you. Last time, last, last time we were together, I'll, I'll make it, I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't extend it out too long. Last time we were together, because I, I, I listened to the service where people gave their testimonies. And I made a comment that said, Something to the effect that I know that that service was like two hours long, like two hours and 20 minutes or whatever it was. I made the comment where I said, I, I know that it's, 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 it's long and it's longer than usual or something like that. And when, you, when, you're, when you're dealing with uh, like post-COVID Christians, that they, they, long church is something that is on, is on the struggle level <laughs> because you've gotten used to sitting at your house and you know you got to get back into this thing right Greta told me she said you probably didn't notice but I want to tell you something as long as that service was no Wesley Chapel family member got up to leave. Now, stay, stay with me. Stay with me. 
each and every one of them stayed to hear every minute of what God had to say. That tells me, Ben, that the people that are there are willing to walk the unusual path. And I said, I received that. So any implication that I might have put, if you hit, if it, if it came on you in a negative way, that was not my intent. But I will make sure that that reference no longer comes out because that reference doesn't apply here. Each and every person here has a heart to pursue God in the manner necessary to see what God has for them in their life and their family come to fruition. Every one of us is willing to do that non-comfort zone outside of the normal path kind of walking. And I thank God for that heart in you. I do. Now let's pray. I love you guys. God, I thank you for every person here, every man, every woman, every child, every young girl, every young boy, every toddler. They have a heart that is welcoming to you. Our life will always involve relationships. And those relationships, to get them to where they can be in you, it takes some walking down an unusual path. A path where we listen to each other a path to where we don't get so defensive when the person that we're in a relationship with tries to tell us something for our good. A path where we're willing to forgive. A path to where we're open to restoration. I thank you that each and every one of us starting today will no longer ignore or walk past that alternate route, but will have the courage to go down that route. And God, we are believing that you will meet them there. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.